0: I'm Miriam. And I'm Elise. Two friends bound by the love of books, taking on the world one chapter at a time. This is the Bookbound Besties Podcast. Hey, Bookbound Besties. Welcome to episode four of season one of Bookbound Besties Podcast. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about Fourth Wing chapters 10, 11, and 12.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yes. Starting with chapter 10, I'll read the synopsis. Violet's squad is faced with their first gauntlet practice. This serious obstacle course stands in their way of if they ever want to make it as a rider. The cadets try to encourage each other through the daunting task. Nearing the end, one of them falls and Violet feels for the first time what it's like to lose a squad mate. As she grapples with the loss and grief, she runs into Zayden. He once again doesn't try to hurt her, but instead gives her advice. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good.
0: So before we begin, let's talk a little bit about the pre-chapter blurb. Mm -hmm. So here we get an excerpt from the book of Brennan Mm -hmm. and he, you know what? I actually, I'm just going to, I'll read it. Oh, sure. So before we begin, Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the pre-chapter blurb Mm -hmm. and the pre-chapter blurb for chapter 10 is the following. Don't underestimate the challenge of the gauntlet mirror. It's designed to test your balance, strength, and agility. The times don't matter for shit. Only that you make it to the top. Reach for the ropes when you have to. Coming in last is better than coming in dead. And this is from the book of Brennan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. After reading that little pre chapter thing, first of all, okay. So the word gauntlet, yeah, obviously is a it's a medieval armor thing, mm-hmm. which I know doing costumes and stuff. But also, I've always heard the expression like running the gauntlet or throwing the gauntlet, throwing down the gauntlet. Is that an expression? Oh, maybe. But throwing down your gloves, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I actually. But I've always heard running the gauntlet. Oh, I've which never means heard that doing something that is like pushing through something that's intimidating or something oh okay cool like um but i looked up what the definition of a gauntlet is because i was like why is it called a gauntlet anyway so the actual like proper definition is undergo military punishment of receiving blows while running between two rows of men with sticks (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So it was an old military, like, punishment. So I guess if you did something bad or whatever, like, they, your That's squad so bizarre. mates would, like, hit you and stuff. And then I was like, oh, okay, like, I get it was, it's an obstacle course. Yeah, that's, like, meant to batter you? Yeah, almost, like, yeah, batter you. Okay, interesting. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, okay, what
0: is a gauntlet? So that's um, how Lee's mind works. Mine is, like, oh, this is basically, like, American Ninja Warrior. I wrote that down,
1: too! (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so you're, like, a little bit about that. No, but I did write... (laughs) The whole time I was reading it, all I was picturing was Ninja Warrior. Yeah. And, like, everything about it, even the last... The Lask. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I speak on this podcast? Um, Even the last trial of the gauntlet is exactly like a Ninja Warrior. It's the same thing. Oh, the throwing your... Yeah. The wall. Yeah. Like the wall you have to run up. Yeah. It's the same thing. I'm like, it's literally the game. It's true. Yeah. Or my mind also went to Wipeout, which is like the funny version of Ninja Warrior.
0: Oh, I've never watched it. So it's
1: basically the same thing, but it's all like inflatables and the... Course is designed to knock you off it. Oh, so it's just like wipe out. Makes sense. People, yeah,
0: okay. makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> what I would written was that right off the bat, you find out that the gauntlet is like American Ninja Warrior, but basically on steroids. And instead of falling into a pool of water, you fall to your death. Yeah, like that's basically like everything
1: the cho- in this school. <sighs> I know it's always about death. These people, <laughs> but we
0: also get a glimpse into the lives pre-Bescaith, of the cadets who wanted to be riders. So Orly was trained by her father, who was also a rider, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because it sh- more thoroughly illustrates how ill-prepared Violet was. Yeah. Because this girl has been doing gauntlet-style obstacle courses her whole life.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. I also found it interesting that she specifically says, like I have been waiting for years to do this. Yeah, she's so excited. She's excited to potentially die to her death. Like, yeah. And it just reinforces, like, how being a dragon writer is so important in the society and it's such an honor and it's, like, one that very few people are able to accomplish. And if you do, it's, like, gold, you know? So, like, her parents trained her for this. Well, that's the thing also that I found really interesting is Orly is
0: almost like a legacy because mm-hmm. her dad not only is a rider, but is still alive as a rider, which, mm-hmm. as we know, is rare, relatively rare because mm-hmm. the reason they let riders marry earlier is because their life expectancy mm-hmm. is so short. So she almost comes from an even more elite family because her dad is yeah. still alive. But orally also provides some insight as to what being stationed on the southern wing is like. Okay. So we could park it later, but for now, we know that the Crovlin border is super chill. Right, okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't even register Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Again, I was like, words I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, because we we learn about a few of the border towns and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, maybe important for later.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Okay, I'll uh, pay more attention. But yeah, Violet is also a legacy, though. She is. And has surviving rider family members and stuff, but they didn't repair her in the same way. So it's just.
0: Which is just the conversation we keep having about
1: why the heck is she there? I know. Yeah. I I can't wait to find out. Um, Why will you ever? I don't know. And then, (laughs) and then Violet, um, like I think, we see her like kind of doubting herself but there's still that like little voice inside her head I took like, note of that too I'm I, gonna do yeah. it I could do this and I think that little voice is getting louder and stronger mm-hmm. as we we go on in the book and I think that's really cool
0: Yeah I think it's super important and I yeah. especially like you know how when you have a baby and the baby is crying and crying and crying but you're like the baby needs to learn how to self soothe Oh yeah I I know this is a really weird comparison (laughs) but I just feel like she is starting to self-soothe by self-encouraging herself because because she doesn't have anyone else really I mean she's got Zayden she's got Rhiannon who believe in her and Professor DeVara but like for the most part, a lot of people don't have a lot of confidence in her ability to succeed know, here. Yeah. So the fact that that little voice is growing louder, mm-hmm. I think, is really important.
1: Oh, for sure. Because if she doesn't believe in herself, like she ain't going to cut it. Yeah. Like that, you cannot survive this. Well, that's kind of what Zayden had said to that first, first year, year mm-hmm. under the tree of like, I won't even bother to help you. If yeah, you don't exactly. Believe in yourself, which ruthless, ruthless, but also kind of warranted. Like I, I get where he was mm-hmm.
0: coming from. He's Maybe kind I, of protecting himself and his yeah, that too.
1: bandwidth and stuff
0: that too so Tynan mm-hmm, the squad, oh, her I squad it, okay I
1: read it as Tynan oh you might be right I, I don't know I should
0: <laughs> listen to the audiobook. oh yeah because they would pronounce it properly yeah I downloaded the graphic audio part one okay so I should take a listen for my
1: okay
0: for educational purposes anyway. obviously so Tynan Tynan T- yeah Tynan Tynan um. Tynantinan taunts Vi- we're gonna, This is how we're gonna refer to him from now on Tynanten. Tinan. I love it.
1: There you go. Okay,
0: Tiny taunts Violet. That's a tongue twister. Okay, he taunts Violet about the purpose of the gauntlet being to weed out the weaklings. And Riddick shows his little like spicy side yeah. by calling him out and cussing him out. Yeah. And I sense a deeper friendship in the future mm-hmm. for Violet and Riddick, and oh I'm here for it. Me I love too. it. I love it. She's love getting it like- more people to be in her corner, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that's really important, mm-hmm. and I think that's,
1: you know, just great. Yeah, I enjoyed, like, everything Riddick said in the next, like, three chapters even. like yeah. It's just, like, he... His he, character is developing. Exactly. And everything he said, I'm just like, yes, I'm here for it. I like him. It's great. hmm He's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. So here,
0: again... Rebecca Yaros, is super clever with the way that she provides us readers with more context Mm -hmm. about the gauntlet itself. Mm -hmm. So we learn that the squads are judged by their combined times,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, but that the timing doesn't really matter all that much because Sawyer, who's this repeat first year, says that the last cadet to walk during presentation last year bonded, and some cadets from the first squad didn't. So basically the timing of the squads determines their order in the presentation, but it doesn't determine whether there's going to be a, a bonding or not. Yeah. So it kind of lends itself to thinking like either there's a kind of a predestined bonding mm. or there's mm-hmm. some sort of vibe between the dragon and their rider that regardless of the timing, if a dragon is going to bond with you, they're going to bond with you. Yeah. Whether they see two people before you or
1: they see a hundred yeah. people before you. Well, I think, it, I mean, it needs to be this special connection like mm-hmm. it's i think i mean we don't i guess know that much about bonds but it to me what i would assume is like this really deep thing you're in each other's heads constantly yeah. like it needs to be something very real and and true like it, they're not just gonna bond with anybody even if you're a good fighter even if you're a good warrior like it, or good at running the gauntlet or whatever like it doesn't matter i think at, at the core of it is like they need to have something special with you as a person.
0: Yeah, so, I completely agree. Yeah,
1: that is interesting. I like having um, the second second year, what's his name? The one who didn't bother Sawyer? Yeah, I like having Sawyer. I like having that insight of like what he kind of knows what's going to go on and he's like, okay, this is what's going to go down and mm-hmm. he kind of could help support them through every step. Yeah. So I kind of liked having that perspective thus far. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But
0: it's funny because even having his perspective and he's so good at everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kind of gnaws at Violet because she's like, this guy's mm-hmm. doing everything right. How come he didn't bond? Yeah. What, what will that mean for me?
1: Yeah, that's true. It's true. So I
0: think it's a double-edged sword. That's true.
1: That's true. It. it they also mentioned that... Their squad is the only squad to remain intact up until this point.
0: Which obviously means it will no longer be intact.
1: I, I know. But <laughs> I was also like surprised. I'm like, why? Why? Like, why? what have they done that other squads haven't? Like, is it because like, like are they more supportive with each other? It just made me kind of wonder the dynamics of like, why? Or is it just so oh, Rebecca Yaros could break our hearts in a few moments? I think that's it. Or- <laughs> I think that's it. Honestly, I think that's it. It's just to make the... Stakes yeah. higher. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Um, but then it's also really sad how many people – like, that means so many people have died already. Yeah. So. So I know we've been shitting on Dane
0: a bunch. hmm And we can't forget about Jack Barlow. Mm. Our favorite caca face, as mm. I like to call him. But we have a new punching bag, and it's Teen and Tynan. Teen and Tynan. <laughs> <laughs> because this guy is such a jerk. Uh. Yeah, he's uh, awful. Yeah, I think Violet handled the situation where he accused her of sleeping with Dane yeah. really well, and I yeah. love that her friends kind of jumped in and supported her and yeah. kind of put him in his place.
1: But, yeah, she when all that happens, yes, I 100% agree. And sorry for cutting off, That's but okay. she like wonders if Dane would cross that line. Well, she doesn't she say something about how if she's going to be accused of it, she'd rather have the perks. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. she also does say something oh, does about she? like would he do that? Would he cross that line like um. because he's such a stickler for rules. Yeah, but so he she, broke the rules with Amber Mavis. She doesn't know. Not for sure. Well, yeah, I guess not for so, sure. So, but she but that's what I mean. It's like she's like, "Oh, would he do that?" with like still not realizing yeah. who Amber Mavis is. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, but Tina Tynan's mm-hmm. response mm-hmm. when he realizes how wrong he is about the fact that Violet and Dane are not sleeping together mm-hmm. is so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but Jack Barlow told
1: me. It's like- Yeah. Like, grow up. You're so like, dumb. Grow up. Like, you're really, you're going to run with Jack Barlow. That is your choice. Like, come on. I know. I know. But after this kind of conversation, mm-hmm. we see the
0: first seeds of Violet's infatuation with Zayden taking shape. Past just appreciating how he looks because Mm -hmm. she starts comparing him to Dane. Mm -hmm. So she says, or she thinks, Dane would more than take exception with and Tynan's assumptions and probably assign him cleanup duty for a month. Good thing he's on the flight field this time of day. Zayden would just beat the shit out of him. Yup. And I'm not like a violent person, but... (laughs) <laughs> I'm here for the I'm here for the Zayden beating the shit out of Teen and Tina.
1: <laughs> there are certain things, yeah, that we accept in fantasy books. Um, yeah, yeah. no, I know, uh, no, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It. We see her finally. Uh, well, I think she did compare them previously. Did like, she? Yeah, I think there was like oh. a, a brief moment because I had made a note about it. But yeah, yeah, she's comparing them, and I'm already a Zayden fan. But like the two comparisons, I'm like. No, I want to see Zayden. Yeah, because Dan. it's almost is emasculating Zayden. Dane yeah. by
0: his love of the rules and his yeah. just general yeah, guess, in a way. behavior. And it just it elevates Zayden's
1: mm-hmm,
0: masculinity, which I know is like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, again...
1: <laughs> That's what I mean by like... We accept these things in a fantasy book. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't need to have
0: okay. a perfect male main character. Oh, God, no.
1: If they were perfect, the story would be so boring. Although... Cassian is pretty perfect. Cassian's perfect? Cassian's pretty perfect. Interesting. Okay. Just wait till I'm, Silver I'm Flames. To, yeah, I'm excited to read more. Okay. Re- I mean, I, I told you how much I love Cassian. Like, I would put Cassian almost in line with Reese. Like, that is how much I love Cassian. And I haven't even read his book yet. So. I know.
0: But this is why I really love Hunt Athalar from Crescent City, because in my opinion, I think he is the perfect mix of Cassian and Reese. I'm very
1: excited to meet him too then. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll get um, there eventually. I know. I
1: have so much reading to do. Okay. Oh, anyway.
0: So here we have Professor em- Emiterio. Emiterio. Professor Emiterio. Okay. I've got to say that a few times mm-hmm. to get it to roll off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Professor Emiterio, who's also the professor who oversees the sparring, in case you are having trouble Mm -hmm. keeping track of who teaches who or who teaches what. I am. (laughs) Again, third time reading this book. (laughs) Uh, So Professor Emiterio tells us what the purpose of the gauntlet is, Mm -hmm. other than weeding out the weaklings. Mm -hmm. So every one of the five ascents. So the gauntlet is made up of five levels, five ascents. So every one of the five ascents on this course is designed to mimic the challenges you'll face in battle from the balance you must keep on the back of your dragon to the strength you'll need to hold your seat during maneuvers to the stamina you'll need to fight on the ground then still be able to mount your dragon at a second's notice so every it's not just
1: a torture device there's yeah. a purpose I just it, like I get it but I also had trouble taking it seriously I'm like no it's just an obstacle course like I I get where they're trying to give importance to it but it still felt silly to me like I, the whole thing feels silly to me. The whole obstacle course. Like I and partially because I kept picturing of like Ninja Warrior and yeah. stuff, but I'm just like, no, it's just a game. Like I get it, but no.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how to say this without spoiling. Okay, well, okay, okay, well then don't say but like, anyway, but I just else? I just couldn't take it as seriously. Yeah.
0: I guess because I read scenes later on in this book and in the sequel that highlight specific skills that are highlighted or that are mimicked in the gauntlet, I can see how this would... Help them.
1: Yes. Okay. I think, because the way, I guess from where I'm sitting is... They all this stuff could definitely demonstrate the strength you need and the stamina you need, but the action of running up a wall will never be the same as the action as mounting a dragon. Like that doesn't make sense to my brain.
0: Maybe it's because you're not picturing the dragons properly. Maybe you're picturing them as dragon tails
1: <laughs> <laughs> You are picturing them as know, dragon tails. No, I'm picturing them huge. But like But how you do d- you think they mount? Okay, so climb if, you climb the What leg, do they climb? Okay. You climb the leg, you get on their hip or whatever, and you get onto their onto their back. Okay, That's, and how? What position do you oh. think
0: their leg is?
1: <laughs> I just did a really silly action, like like sitting. But they're standing. Okay, but a leg, yeah, a scaly leg, or yes. or a reptilian textured leg, yes. has bends and curves and stuff. It doesn't compare to a. But these wooden, dragons are twenty-five feet tall. I I agree with the height, but a wood wall that curves upwards that you have to run up and catch isn't the same. Give us a few chapters. Touch and feel, and and it doesn't seem the same to me at all. Give us a few chapters. Yeah,
0: yes. It's not squishy. There's no scales. There's no texture. Okay, but how would you feel if someone used your nooks and crannies to climb
1: up your body? I would feel very uncomfortable well, with there you go. no but it's a it's
0: a leg it's but a the whole leg. idea is for them to be able to jump as far up so that they're not making use uh, of the nooks and crannies as much as but i don't know okay anyway there's whatever. a logic you're gonna just trust me on this okay <laughs> okay okay okay
1: okay <laughs> oh man no, your nooks and crannies well <laughs> well then
0: well, i mean how else did you say it <laughs> I love it. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> anyway, okay, so then we start the thing. Like we start the gauntlet. Yeah. Th- before we
0: start the gauntlet, yeah. um, we're introduced to a new quiet member of the squad, Trina. Yeah. So basically, we know Sawyer, we know Rhiannon, mm-hmm. we know Riddick, mm-hmm. we know Teen and, Ty- mm-hmm. <laughs> Teen and Tynan <laughs> And we know Violet. Yeah. But There's more members of this squad. So we're introduced to a couple others in this scene. And Trina is the quietest member of their squad. Mm -hmm. And when she whispers, whoa, Mm -hmm. Violet checks in on her. And I thought that that was so like, well, so sweet, so so sensitive, so compassionate. And I just, I thought that showed a lot about her character that maybe because she is not comfortable, but because she has been in the role of weaker person, that seeing someone else who is not traditionally big mm-hmm. and strong mm-hmm. also expressing that vulnerability um
1: yeah
0: i thought that that was really nice yeah
1: i think it's cute she like st- sticks up for her exactly yeah and again we like you said it's just another example of how kind of a person violet is so
0: yeah so professor emmetario asked sawyer to demonstrate mm-hmm. how to go up the mm-hmm. gauntlet and he kills it he does it perfectly yeah. even professor emmetario says yeah. that – flawless Exactly. And now we're introduced to yet another snarky snark. Yes. Luca. Who's a girl? Who's a girl? Who's a yeah. girl? And Luca says, perfect, and yet he still was passed over at threshing. Guess the dragons have some sense of taste.
1: Ugh. Yeah, just, ew. That's so rude, Luca. It's so gross. Like, I hate that attitude. And I know it's like a common, ad- or seems to be a common attitude in- Everyone is so superior. Yeah, everyone's, ugh. They're just so full of themselves. And yeah, I know. Though um, I guess you
0: kind of have to be, have that sense of egotistical, egotism to think that you can make it mm-hmm. when, I mean, how many were they to cross the parapet? I think they were, you know, 180, One 190. Yeah. They're down to 170. Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like more people have yeah, to feel have like died. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. There must've been more. Anyway. Yeah.
0: A lot of people died. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so just, to think that if you're you're gonna be one of the hundred remaining mm-hmm.
1: I know. Yeah, I don't like Luca. I don't at like all. Luca either. So it's okay. Um, we know what happens to her. Um. <laughs> okay i'm ruthless reading this book let's go um no um yeah and then also violet says something that i felt so deeply in my soul she looks at the last like she looks at the ramp and says i am too short for this oh because let me tell you as someone who is five one and a half and a half and a half which counts for something um Yeah, I just, I think like, you know, short people just have to go through life differently. You learn to climb things. You learn to be creative with how you get through life because, you know, there's not always going to be a tall person around to help you. Although we both married tall men. Yeah. Oh my God. It's great when I need to reach something and Scott can reach it. But when I'm alone and have to just figure it out, like I have in like public climbed shelves to get things. Okay. (laughs) Well. Sometimes people working in stores are too busy, and I don't want to wait, so I'm just going to do it myself, and I will climb a shelf to get what I need. Like where? Like Canadian Tire or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Those are sturdy shelves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, like, climb on just any random... I don't know. (laughs) I mean, you didn't specify. I'm very self-sufficient.
0: Yes, you are. You are. Cadets start... Attempting the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. And you see that those at the bottom are cheering those at the top and Mm -hmm. warning them about the little bits and bobs that are going to attack them. And I love this. Mm -hmm. I love the team spirit. I love that, you know, this is not only them learning – but they're also team building in like
1: mortally dangerous activities. And it's the the first time we really see that aspect of this place because I feel like with the sparring Sparring. ring and everything, it's been very one-on-one. It's been very competitive. I mean, they're still cheering each other on, but I think it's a little bit different. it's different, Mm -hmm. whereas like this is the first time that – I guess they're also being graded as a group. Yes. So there's that. But it's the first time we really see like them – Rallying together and trying to help each other through it, mm-hmm. and as it should be, because they are a squad that should. Well, at the end of
0: the day, once they are deployed, yeah. they're going to have to work together. And have so, each I, back. Yeah. exactly. So, I like that they're starting to kind mm-hmm. of build that team spirit. Mm-hmm. When it becomes Violet's turn to attempt the gauntlet, we get mm-hmm. another round of important world building facts. This oh, time it's yes. about the different types of dragons.
1: Yes, her calming technique—so good. I know, um, I love
0: it. And yeah. I giggle every time I read it. But Aurelia goes, "Are you studying?"
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Seriously, now?" But, um, but it's what works for Violet. And again, she's going to do it her way. She's going to find her way around things. And, and we, as the reader, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, like my brain can't retain all the information she spews. I feel like I need to like tag the moments of like, okay, this is the history bit. This is the dragon bit. So I could go back and reference it when I need the info. Well, so, okay.
0: Now that you're mentioning tagging, this is a tabbing. Now that you're mentioning tabbing, this is something that's really big in the online book community. Yeah, But what a lot of people recommend is not to tab on your first read Mm -hmm. because you're just Learning about the world, and you're just learning about the story. And mm-hmm. then once you go back on your reread, then you kind of have that capacity to determine: okay, this is foreshadowing, or tap, this is yeah, yeah what's that worth having. Basically, so I wouldn't feel too too bad. But also, like like I said, what were we talking about the other week? We were talking about oh yeah, what the other week when we were talking about the pre chapter blurbs, and mm-hmm. I was saying oh, pay attention to when yeah. it's um. Who's saying Who's saying yeah. what and whether it's authorized, unauthorized. And right. you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to remember everything. It doesn't it's matter. Not, no, I know. I know. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. So, yeah, she's doing her calming technique and then Orly actually helps her. Mm-hmm. She's cheering her on, giving her tips. Yeah. And then Orly Falls, falls to her death.
0: So this is, I think something that's a little bit humbling about th- this whole experience and the rider's quadrant overall mm-hmm. it's that orly was super well trained she was super strong she was built mm-hmm. to be a rider mm-hmm. but what tripped her up
1: mm-hmm.
0: was actually seeing the dragon flying into the veil mm-hmm. or into the onto the presentation mm-hmm. canyon or whatever mm-hmm. And that's what startled her and that's what made her fall to her death. Mm-hmm. So no matter how well prepared you are, Never maybe yeah. maybe she was overconfident, maybe yeah. she was, who knows, but that was
1: her ultimate downfall. So yeah. And like right away, like the first thing I thought, I was like, oh my God, the survivor's guilt Yeah, Violet is going to feel. Yeah. Especially because we're coming off orally just was helping her or hyping her up or whatever yeah. and like a second later. She falls to her death, and it's just like, oh my yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something I think they also have to just, unfortunately, get used to. Yeah, kind of like what right. Zaden says a little bit later in the tracker. Yeah, it's just, like, part of it. Yeah. So it just sucks, like,
0: it just sucks. It does suck, especially because, you know, they were so close physically when it happened. That too, yeah. Like, yeah, that's going to replay
1: in her mind, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: forever, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, yes and no, because... She does say, I think when she went to burn her stuff, that mm-hmm. she replayed that scene over and over, and she knows that there was nothing she could have done.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. But it's just something that stays with you. you for know? sure,
0: yeah. Yeah. So the scene changes, and we're at formation. Yeah. They're reading out the names of the dead. Mm-hmm. And pow-
1: I'm pouting. I'm pouting. <laughs> <laughs> Violet sheds a single tear yeah. for Orally. Yeah. So, actually... Total side note. Okay. I'm so afraid when you come total. up with these total side notes. <laughs> why? No, this one is just because I was complaining about sections and squads and stuff. Yes. And how I was, I just found it complicated and hard to understand. Yeah. And reading this part, because in the death roll, uh, yeah. I realized why I don't understand it. She writes it backwards than what I think she should. So she writes it as first squad clock. Uh, Claw section, fourth wing. But to me, fourth wing is the top. You start with the umbrella and you work your way down to the I understand what you're saying. So it's written backwards. And I think she did it wrong. That's all. Oh, hot take. (laughs) So total side note. But when I read that, I was like, that's why my brain can't understand. Because it's not in the order that makes sense to my brain. Okay, I understand. Yeah, anyway. Okay, well,
0: (laughs) this scene is super short. And Dan and Violet are... Performing the rite of burning Orly's stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because, like I just mentioned, Violet feels a sense of responsibility to Orly because she's the last person she saw. Yeah. And there's a mixture here of feeling inadequate because the bag is so heavy, but Orly carried it no problem, yet she died and Violet is still alive. Mm -hmm. But then also of personal satisfaction because a couple months ago, Violet wouldn't have had the strength to carry carry the pack. So it's just an interesting juxtaposition of the Mm -hmm. feelings that she's having and I think especially in this chapter Violet we're really getting a sense of her mixed emotions and the warring feelings within her Mm -hmm. of does she belong here or does she not
1: yeah for sure uh we also learn in in that passage that the parents had the option to come and retrieve the body or not Mm -hmm. and they opted not to yeah which like Oof. Oof. And again, like, why are all the parents so cold-hearted? Like, I I get, I guess for them it's almost like an embarrassment that she didn't survive because they have riders and stuff, but it's just like, it's still your kid. I know. Uh, But you said it yourself, I
0: think it was in episode one, this society just has such a different relationship to death. And you also hypothesize that you're not worth anything until you're a rider. I know. So maybe. I know. Maybe there's that. It's sad.
1: still hard to face, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. So after Violet burns Auralee's things, she looks out onto the gauntlet mm. and she says it looks like it's waiting for its next victim, but it won't be me. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, yes. like punching the air, go, Violet. Yes. Like, she has, you know, like, she has this moment of mm. confidence and saying, okay, like, I'm going to do this. Yes. But then she has to start with the self-doubt again. Yeah. And her inner monologue is just so real. Yeah. I think it's so realistic yeah. for you to have these thoughts that jump from one end of the pendulum to the other. Yeah. And I appreciate that, I love that. Yeah. so much. Because, you know, in other books that we've read, let's use Akutar as an example, mm-hmm. Farah. When Farrah's in a bad place, she's in a bad place. And when mm-hmm. she's in a good place, she's in a good place. Mm-hmm. You rarely see her swinging so dramatically. Okay, yeah. Unless I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So I just think it's... And I think is a great great character. I think mm-hmm. she's realistic in other ways. And maybe this is just a representation of different types of people. Yeah, it's true. true, true, true. I'm not going to make pronouncements mm-hmm. on everybody on Earth's yeah, inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. interior monologue. But I just found maybe...
1: Violence. I relate yeah. more with the wavering, yeah, of um, like the of like I, I got could do this. this, but then you have the intrusive thought of like, like no, oh, what don't? if you can't? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally understand that mm-hmm. and could relate to that as well. I have another side note thing that oh makes boy, <laughs> <laughs> but this is just a, I don't know, I just so they all the lights are called mage lights, yes. And in Akitar all They're the lights, lights are fey lights. Yes. Why don't they just have normal lights? Why do we have magic lights? They don't have why, electricity. Why, why can't they use fire? Oh, um, like I feel like in my head, every medieval castle has fire and it's all these magic a, lights. I just but didn't, this is magic, so you would sure. want a magical source of renewable energy. I don't know. Sure. I just maybe it's, it's more stable, more safe. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't know it was a thing, and now both series have it. Well, Crescent City has first light, so oh, it's even. Well, there you go. It's even. A, so yeah, yeah. I just—it's a new convention, I guess, for me. So I was like, "What? Why?" Anyway, it doesn't actually matter. Just cross whatever. My mind. Cross your mind. It matters. <laughs> the thought you had. We validate. Yeah, moving along.
0: Moving along. So now the plot thickens. Mm-hmm. There was a casual mention when Violet was staring out at the Gauntlet that there were three. That there were three dragons landing. And it turns out. Oh, I didn't draw that. Oh, together. really? Yeah, that makes sense now. Okay. <laughs> well, now you know that the yeah. three riders were Bodhi, love that name, by the way, Mm-hmm. Garrick and Zayden. Mm-hmm. And did you notice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh,
1: she felt it. She felt him arriving. We got some Coming. scalp prickly. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. yeah. I notice it all the time now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's impossible not to. Yeah.
0: So I love that even though she senses kind of fear, she's so tough and is like, I know that you're here. Mm-hmm. So she's a little bag of contradictions, our Violet. She mm-hmm. is feeling one way, exhibiting another
1: way. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, Fear and attraction, very, very closely linked. Yes, definitely. But it was, he's the one that says, I know that you're here, no? No, she says, I know you know that I'm here. Oh, okay. Because of his shadows. I know you know that. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That yeah. Makes
0: sense. Okay. This scene, I have to say, is the most tension-filled interaction from the whole book so far. I oh. think it's more than the sparring scene. Interesting. Because... The sparring scene, there's a lot of tension because they are physically yeah, one yeah. on top of the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, This one has a lot of tension because it's emotionally, yeah,
1: like not yeah. vulnerable, but there's, there's a lot, of, it's emotionally charged. For sure. I mean, he, so he starts with like his regular kind of banter, which but is then, so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. His banter's great, but he sees that she's like off, off. Yeah. And then he like. Without, like, fully being, like, oh, my God, are you okay? What's wrong with you? Like, he is saying, like, oh, my God, are you okay? What's wrong with you? In his way. And I was just, like, oh.
0: (laughs) Well, the little exchange about whether he's going to kill her, like, love it. Mm -hmm. But then when she storms off and he catches her wrist.
1: (laughs) I know. And gently. Absolutely. Gently. I mean, he didn't really get her consent for it, but, like. No, I know, I know. But it was done in a, it was, yeah. In a right way, I guess. I literally wrote in my notes, I forget to write notes when Zayden enters the chat. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. He then kind of forces her to explain how she's mm-hmm. feeling.
0: And it's in an ominous way, but obviously he cares. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sitting there kind of mm-hmm. asking for it mm-hmm. constantly. And right on cue, right when she's mentioning how ominous his look is, whatever, she mentions how good he smells. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot help herself. Every single interaction, yeah. she has to have some sort of flirtatious mention yeah. about yeah. him, whether it's his forearms, his face, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. smell. I know. There's always something. I know. And when he remains calm in the face of her freak out, this is equal parts amazing because, you know, both – People cannot be freaking out. Somebody yeah. has to remain calm. Yeah, yeah. It's also so frustrating because it's like, why aren't you expressing the appropriate level of response to my emotions? Like sometimes when I'm feeling emotional, yeah. I want you to also feel that way. Not necessarily feel that way, but kind of don't just sit there and take it. Like give me something back. Otherwise okay. I feel crazy. <laughs> I need, there needs to be some something to bounce off of. Like I'm not going to talk to the wall. Yeah. If I wanted no response... I yeah, talked yeah, to the yeah. wall. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I like that he stayed calm in the face of her freaking out because it just felt like a strong like support, I guess.
0: But that's because when you get upset, you can rationally explain your feelings mm-hmm. and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. When I get upset, mm-hmm. I have an emotional meltdown mm-hmm. and want to burn the house down. <laughs>
1: Which is okay, too. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is no, the know. way it is, no, and
0: know. there's really nothing I can do about it. But Violet reveals, after this prodding from Zayden, that she's afraid of the gauntlet, and she's frustrated that she likely won't be able to make it up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm, I see. It's like, yeah, on,
1: Yeah, I think he's still... Like, I, I have hopes that he will open up more in the future. Like, I think he's still at a point where, like, He is keeping that mask up because he doesn't know how to act around her, though he does care and he does, obviously, but he's still like having that internal battle of Mm -hmm. how do I deal with this girl? Like, why do I feel all these ways about her? Yeah. He doesn't know how to like emote it yet or deal with it or process it. So I think that's like why he's still a little bit reserved in keeping that mask, which I think will change in the future. But we'll see. I hope it'll change in the future. I hope so. So she tells him, you know, he
0: goes, mm, I see. Or actually, I think he just says, I see. Mm-hmm. And then she says, no, you don't. You're probably celebrating because I'll fall to my death and you won't have to go through the trouble of killing me. And then he says, killing you wouldn't be any trouble violence. It's leaving you alive that seems to cause the majority of my
1: trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zayden Ryerson!
1: Know, I know. Well, there you go. He lifted the mask for that one. Uh, I know. Um, she also, at one point, says, and it wasn't meant to be, I don't think, in a sexual way, but she says, he could do uh, anything to me in here and no one would be the wiser. Okay, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, uh, well. When she said what, I thought you were going to mention when she asks what her chances are. Oh, yeah, And that's he funny. takes it as... Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. But no, it's just like she's talking about like... She's like... It, again, it's that like fear. But it's like... Uh, was that fear or was that... <laughs> something you're else. You're thinking about something else. Like I, I kind of love how they keep towing that line. That line. Okay, I've got a rant. Go for it. I'm here for it. Okay. Obviously, this is a book.
0: And obviously, we're only getting Violet's perspective. But she doesn't stop to think for one second, about how hard it must have been for him to get to this point. Because at one point in her inner monologue, she's saying how he wouldn't understand her struggles because he's a a wing leader. Mm -hmm. And it's as if the fact that he's a wing leader exempts him from the struggles because he would be so good at everything that he would naturally become wing leader or that he would have achieved this position because everything came so easily. And I just think that this is another example of her naivety. Mm -hmm. Because just because he achieved something remarkable doesn't mean it was easy for him to achieve. That's fair. And especially the fact that he's a marked one, he's Fen Ryerson's Mm -hmm. son, so he's the son of the rebellion leader, essentially. Not essentially, he is. This adds more challenges that are stacked against him for sure so the fact that he became a wing leader I just think it's really naive for her to think like oh he's a wing leader so of course like this all came so mm-hmm. easy I think it's a little bit like she's having a pity party mm-hmm. and she's not really thinking about for someone who you know we've already said like I love Violet and yeah. we've already established yeah. that she's a very sensitive and caring person here I think that she just kind of got a bit blinded by yeah her own insecurity
1: yeah that's true end yeah. of rant <laughs> i mean she's yeah she's very focused on her own struggles um maybe to a fault yeah like not be able to see a little bit what's going on around her yeah Yeah. that makes sense
0: and he calls her out for having the pity party and about wanting to run away to the scribe quadrant and we learn something very interesting
1: the shadows hear everything. everything i know which is like crazy so my question though, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, do the shadows hear literally everything and he knows literally everything or is he keeping tabs on Violet specifically? I can't tell you, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know, do you think that regardless of the answer, do yeah. you think this is creepy? Cool?
1: What are your thoughts? It sounds exhausting. Like I can't imagine just like constantly having all that information and knowing everything. Like I, I think one of the worst superpowers would be to read minds like i don't want to know what other people are thinking and doing like i it just seems like really overwhelming that is my reaction to it but if he is keeping tabs on violet i don't think it's creepy There, in a lot of cases i probably would think it's creepy but but because he's so hot that you don't think he's creepy (laughs) (laughs) double
0: standard
1: my god no um because she is supposed to be his enemy yeah I don't think it's crazy to keep tabs on her. Fair enough. I think it probably started as that, and then he realized, like, "Mm." which also makes sense as, like, how he knew Dane and her were a thing, like, right away. Anyway. Well, no, he knows that their parents were close, or are close. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, okay, this whole exchange happens, and Zayden is taunting her, making fun of her, calls her out for her Mm -hmm. self-pity. And I think that it's really interesting, you kind of mentioned this earlier, how he, no, you mentioned this in our, bonus episode oh okay he does this clearly to spur her on Mm -hmm. so it's like he's noticed that she's motivated by proving people wrong Mm -hmm. and so what he's doing is making obviously incorrect statements about her to rile her up exactly and he does this to prove to her how strong and capable he thinks she is yeah Words cannot describe how much I love this man. Yeah. It, it's his way of helping her. Yeah. Because he's
1: figured out this way of but helping her. But it's in a way her. that's and
0: not like, infantilizing. I know. It's giving her the courage and autonomy and strength. Yeah. And
1: and like, so here he is helping her again. And we actually kind of skipped over uh, Dane. There was a moment with Dane after the gauntlet. Yeah. I choose to ignore I know, no, this no, no, no. man. But I have to draw this comparison. Is like, Zayden is helping her. And Dane, what he chooses to say is like, I should have been there, like, dude. Yeah, do something.
0: So I, I heard this on another podcast or somewhere. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. but an observation people have made is that Dane stands in front of Violet, and Zayden stands beside her.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say behind for some reason, but maybe that's what like, it is. But I'm pretty sure it's forward. beside. It, it in the sense that you
0: know, Dane wants to protect her by mm-hmm. t- bearing the brunt mm-hmm. of whatever. Mm-hmm. And Zayden is okay just having her beside him to fight her own battles, yeah. knowing that she's got someone,
1: yeah. you know, on her yeah, side. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that too. That is great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just staying constantly faces my now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're finally reaching your bleh phase. Well, I mean,
0: I reached this blur phase. I know. You know, a long time ago. It's I just mean, I had to pretend. Well, not pretend, well, no, but we, yeah. I had to adequately. You were being honest
1: about your first
0: impression. Yes, exactly. 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 Well, I had to pretend that. How do I put this?
1: I had to put myself back in my shoes yes, exactly. of having felt that way. Exactly. Being honest about what, where your head was at during your first time reading it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then the the last thing I wrote is just like, he uses Violet as a scale for decency, mm. which again, I'm talking about Zayden. Zayden yes. uses Violet. And again, it's just like a testament to like how good she is of a person. And Zayden's like, I don't know how to deal with this, and I should be—I should be better? Question mark. Like you know, like ah, oh, it's just so interesting. Yeah, to see their
0: development. and th- this exchange kind of ends with him telling her that the right way isn't the only way. Figure it out. Yes. And he turns and he walks away. He for sure knows that she's going to be stewing on this phrase and the frustration of him. This is the second time that he says something provocative and then walks away and leaves her being like sitting like a fish with her mouth open. Mm -hmm. Is that the expression? Mm -hmm. Whatever. (laughs) She's sitting there and you know that when, I mean it happens to anybody when someone says something particularly pointy and you're left with those thoughts, you stew on it and you think about it and Mm -hmm. you maybe change your behavior because of it. So the Mm -hmm. fact that he tells her the right way isn't the only way, figure it out Mm -hmm. she's annoyed so it's gonna stick stuck Mm -hmm. in her head like a little earworm. she's gonna do something about it yeah and as we know
1: she does she does well he also knows she's smart enough to do it right yeah she will figure it out yeah and that is the end of chapter 10 so are you ready to do some awards let's do some awards so my first award for most romantic shadows wrap around me and I swear I feel a caress along the side of my cheek hmm so though he is still not fully admitting, his shadows are caressing her cheek. But are they sentient? Well, he controls them now. We'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I do. Not I, know. I just I liked that uh, little moment. So
0: I didn't have a favorite most romantic moment, but the entire exchange after Violet Burns orally stuff, mm-hmm. the banter is just so Mm-hmm. so good.
1: Mm-hmm. It I is.
0: just I just love it. Particularly Okay, I guess I do have. Particularly when she asks him, "Look, are you going to kill me or not?" The anticipation is starting to annoy the fuck out of me. And that's romantic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just good banter. It is good banter. It is good banter. And then funniest, did you have one for that?
0: Yeah, but my funniest line is like funny cheesy, not funny funny. I
1: mean, there's a lot of funny cheesy in this book, let's be honest. Um, I said, that's the oddest way I've ever been hit on. Okay, so that's, you like that line, yeah. eh?
0: <laughs> I have, so if you start to fall, reach out and grab a rope. It'll cost you 30 seconds, but death costs you more. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a... I can picture Sawyer being so self-satisfied with that line. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a clever line. Yeah. And it's just like,
1: <laughs> no, it was just cheesy. It was just cheesy. <laughs> uh, spicy? Uh, yeah, I have one. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, go first. Okay. His fingertips on my pulse make it skitter. So just Zayden touching, touching, her. touching her, she like can't handle it. And I was yeah. like, mm, the tension. Yeah.
0: Mine is killing you won't be any trouble violence. It's leaving you alive. That seems to cause the majority of my trouble. And it's just,
1: what trouble, Zayden? Mm-hmm. I know. Ugh. And the nickname I know. I love the nickname. I like love that he calls her violence. Me too. I love it. Me too. And I know you said some people don't, but works for me. Works for me too. (laughs) Okay. So chapter 11. Chapter 11. It is time to face the gauntlet and Violet has yet to complete it. Dane tries to get her to leave one last time, but Violet has a plan. Using clever and roundabout ways, she makes it of the gauntlet, securing her place at the presentations. Violet! <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk briefly about the pre-chapter mm-hmm. blurb. Mm-hmm. So this comes from Major Rorley's Guide to Appeasing the Gods, 2nd Edition. Either I never read this properly, or I've never seen this person's name before. Anyway. Okay. It is a grave offense against Malik to keep the belongings of a dead loved one. They belong in the beyond with the god of death and the departed. In the absence of a proper temple, any fire will do. He who does not burn for Malik will be burned by Malik. Oh boy.
1: Yeah. So I found that interesting because both Rhiannon and Violet have said earlier in the book that they sometimes keep things of of dead of the dead.
0: Yeah. I had written the exact same thing. Yeah. There are a lot of theories on the internet about why you are encouraged or bidden to burn okay. the items of dead people and we will talk about that when okay. the related information is okay. revealed to us okay. but yeah i mean i th- i think what it was was that when the book of brennan was gifted to violet rihanna to make her feel better or like to make her feel safe mm-hmm. said oh like we do that too don't right. worry
1: yeah yeah anyway i just found it interesting because mm-hmm. like it's like well this is like an act of rebellion then against your god or one of your gods. and like, Exactly. Like, yeah. It yeah. just seems like a, a bold choice to be making. But
0: Yeah. So I have a feeling I'm going to be saying this quite a bit going forward, but I loved this chapter. Yeah. I loved this chapter. It was a chapter. great chapter. Yeah. It was a great chapter. Uh, I feel like this is really when the book starts to ramp up and mm-hmm. Violet's amazingness mm-hmm. is put on display.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We see her shine again through her own way of doing things, using her smarts. And like, that's why we love her. Yeah. So the chapter starts during gauntlet mm-hmm. practice. Yes. It's like the final practice before doing the real thing. And Violet has yet to complete the thing. Um, uh, due to her height. Due to her height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, okay. How tall is she? Is it ever s- said? No. I was just like, cause I, I do get it. And like I said before, like, I feel it, I'm short too, mm-hmm. but like has there never been a short rider before like is are they like models they have to be above like five nine or something like that? I, don't I know. think she's unusually short, so she's like under five feet, I think so. I'm very curious to know if that like information has been if canonly- anybody yeah
0: if anybody knows, please. Yeah, DM us. Yeah, send us an email. We need to know. Yeah,
1: because i like
0: I said, I've been I've read this book going on three times, and I don't think I've seen anywhere
1: that specifies mm-hmm. how tall she is. Yeah. yeah, just curious. Yeah, and she's like kind of still like she has a seed of doubt in mm-hmm. her at this moment. Yeah, um,
0: I say that the, that this is where resilient violent makes an appearance again because she says that basically this is her last chance to potentially run a way to become a scribe. Mm -hmm. And she thinks to herself that there are two reasons why she shouldn't. One is that there's no guarantee that her mother won't find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because Markham, Professor Markham would keep quiet doesn't Mm -hmm. mean the other instructors, other instructors Mm -hmm. would. Uh, But then the second reason, and oh, do I love this? She says, if I go, if I hide, I'll never know if I'm good enough to make it,
1: to make it here.
0: Yeah. And while I might not survive if I stay, I'm not sure I could live with myself if I leave.
1: Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's like Yep. Which is, just makes you root for her so much more. It's like you could do it, girl. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I absolutely love that. And I again, I just love this constant juxtaposition mm-hmm. that she's got all of these mixed emotions and I mean, really, it's not that mixed because she keeps actively making the decision to stay. Mm-hmm. And I love that.
1: Yeah. And then she says, like, Dane can't even look at her.
0: Yeah. So I so basically in the next you're talking yeah, in about the in the next, next scene. scene. Yeah. Sorry. So they're in the formation The death roll is being yeah. called. And we actually I'm sure you picked up on this, but we get another reminder that as the school year progresses, things are getting more and more dangerous, that it's not just first years who are
1: being Who are dying off. Oh, yeah. It's true. Second years are also... Also still not safe despite having made it this far, which is like,
0: ooh. Yeah, exactly. So this is when Dane is dismissing everyone and he kind of like skips over her. Like, what did you
1: think? What did you think about that? Well, it's just like... I just felt like he was just being like a little baby. Like... I understand. This is the thing that was he was fearing most. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want her to do the gauntlet because he yeah. doesn't think she could survive it, and he thinks she's like going to her death. So he like can't even look at her. It was just like you knew this moment was coming. And well, you, no, he didn't because he thought that he could guilt either guilt her, manipulate her, bully no. her into leaving.
0: <laughs> True. True. But what I was going to say is, why didn't he take the opportunity to try to help her through it? Because his name is not Zayden Ryerson. Mm, And there (laughs) you have it, folks. (laughs) No, I know. Um, Okay, so just a quick thing to mention. As the rest of Fourth Wing is wishing everyone luck, we meet Heaton, who is non binary. Mm -hmm. So we're getting another glimpse into. Hold on. Uh, Talia says, I swallow too loud. So. So we're getting another glimpse at Rebecca Yarros's subtle inclusion of a diverse set of characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are part of let's say the LGBTQ+ mm-hmm. community will have issue when there is a queer character mm-hmm. because their queerness is the entire embodiment of their character. Mm-hmm. So their 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 storyline or their character traits or whatever is going to revolve around that rather than them as a human being. So I think that here, Rebecca Yaros does a really good job generally across the board with all her diversity to just mention it, just to say like, yeah, this is the kind of person that exists in our world, but doesn't make that a pivotal part of who they are.
1: Yeah. I noticed that too, because you had mentioned it with like one of the other characters earlier on. So like it, I really noticed it here because the only hint towards it is this character is referred as, to they. as they, and that is it. Yeah, there's no, not a big deal, deal made about it. It's just like they refer to someone as they, and there isn't and even a conversation like I prefer the pronouns they, exactly. them, exactly. or whatever. It's just, it's just accepted yeah. and and stated and moved on. And I, I like that too. I was like, yeah. oh, like there's another little nugget of of representation and done in a very tasteful way. And yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah, the other character that I mentioned, it was uh, orally with her ADD. Oh, it was Yeah. Mm. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. Also, as costume designer, we get a little bit more detailed about the
1: uniforms. I don't know if you picked up on the patches. Yeah, the patches. That's my next note. Yeah. Uh, So I love... So the patches represent different awards and stuff, but they also are supposed to be wearing patches that represent their signet powers. Yep. um, Which Zayden doesn't wear, Mm -hmm. which I love, but also... But are you
0: not curious as to why?
1: No, you just love it. Uh, no, I just ex- I just figured he he wants to keep it a secret. He doesn't want because to. like, he's too cool. No, he just doesn't want people to know what it is, which is very strategic. Because Violet is actually using these patches to an advantage and studying her peers, yes, as a strategy. So it totally just made sense to me that Zayden didn't want people to know. But yeah, I thought that was very clever. Uh, of her to like be studying them and be like, okay, this is their power, so this is how I could defeat them. Mm-hmm. Because she's still just keeping all that bank of knowledge in her head, and that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I think on Heaton's arm is also evidence or
1: awards of yeah, whatever weapons they're adept at. Oh, okay, cool. Or, or wasn't there one for like the fastest gauntlet time or something? Yeah, yeah. so th-
0: you do get awards for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Anyway,
1: it's just – it's interesting. Yeah. Um, And also interesting, yeah, that Zayden's like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Secretive. Yeah. So then we get this little conversation
0: with uh, Rhiannon and Trina. So Rhiannon whispered – awkward. Rhiannon whispers from my side, he seems kind of pissed at you. I glance up over Trina's shoulders as the breeze whips the braid I've woven like a crown. It's working a few of Trina's ringlet curls. I didn't pick up on this. Violet braided Trina's hair. That's
1: so cute. Oh, I never I picked did. up on that. Okay, oh, sorry. Wait. Yeah, no, I didn't get that either. Did, that's yeah. funny. It's okay. working a
0: few of Trina's ringlets loose too. He wants something I can't give him. Her eyebrows rise. I roll my eyes. Not like that. I wouldn't care if it was like that. She replies under her breath, he's hot. He's got the whole boy next door who can still kick your ass vibe going for him. I fight a smile because she's right. He so does.
1: Yeah, I know. I wrote... I don't I wrote, know I how didn't I... didn't think stain's hot no, too. No, that's... No, no, yeah, that's Rihanna. It's it's not Trina? No, it's Rhiannon that says oh, it. Oh my reading comprehension sucks, I think. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it was Rhiannon. But um, yeah, it made me laugh. Because like, again, it's like girls at school just like giggling over the boys, and like also makes you like understand parsley why Violet. Parsley. <laughs> Did I say parsley? Oh my god. Parsley. <laughs> I love calling you out because <laughs> the stuff that comes out of your mouth
0: is just gold. Apparently, I just can't speak. No, you can. Come on, you can. You just Um, grace us with these little joyful nuggets every now and then.
1: um, So, partially why Violet is attracted to Dane. Like, obviously, they have their friendship, and that's a huge part of it, but it's also like, because he's physically attracted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, they're talking about how many cadets are left, and shy little Trina is finally coming out of her shell. Mm -hmm. And mean. Bully Luca goes, Stop letting fear leech into your voice. Mm -hmm. If the dragons think you're a coward, you'll be nothing but a name tomorrow. She says, Riddick narrates, inducing more fear. (laughs) And I just, Riddick is the best. The comic relief we need. I know. And so obviously everyone's really nervous. And I love how they're almost using gallows humor to Mm kind of get through it. Mm -hmm. And of course, freaking Dane. Yep. has to come in and be yep. so annoying. I could just picture his dumb little face when he comes up beside Violet and whispers, change your mind. Yeah.
1: And like, he like takes her hand too? Ugh, maybe yeah. I blocked that out. Oh, okay, I'm pretty sure he takes her hand too, but yeah, and he says change your mind. Like, uh, we're over, I'm over it. I know, me too. It's This is the exact moment where her
0: confidence does not need his undermining yes. at all. Like he needs to stop and like, Pick his timing better, because after that he goes like, "I don't know if I can watch." And she goes, "Then close your eyes, like, boom, yeah, yes, yeah, like, thank you, Violet." Yeah, this boy is just making everything about him. Yes, and I was going to make a spoiler for Silver Flames, and you haven't even read it yet, no. so forget it. But um, <laughs> then she takes it up a notch. Emerald, anyone? I used to take it up a notch. No, never what? watched Emerald Lagasse. No, he's a like one of the first chefs. Not one of the first okay. chefs, but like, like he had a, a show on the, yeah, on the Food yeah, yeah, Network, yeah. and that's how he would like take, he would always like go, bam, take it up a notch. Like whatever he <laughs> was like, okay. anyway, whatever. That's funny. Nerdy. So he asks her what changed between now and
1: parapet, mm-hmm. and she looks at him and she goes, me. me. Double boom. Mm. Yes, Violet, yeah. you. Yeah. Which... I loved so much because at the beginning, Dane was like, this place really changes you. Blah, yeah, blah, and, blah, now, blah, blah. and I told and you to remember like, that line, I'm right? Put it in your face, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also find like this circle or whatever that they've been running is just all we've seen of Dane is him trying to convince Violet to leave. And it's just like, you're uninteresting.
0: Yeah. It, it's actually almost doing him and his character a disservice. Yeah. Because he's just been boiled down to being the guy
1: that That's puts the sticks is. in her wheels. That is all he is. Yeah. Like, and whatever. I'm sure he has some sort of personality, but like we haven't we seen it. it. <laughs> 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 we haven't seen it. So it's just like, ugh. But yeah, good for Violet. Yeah. Me. I've changed. Um, what a line. So good. Yeah. So now Violet is running the gauntlet and we are all holding our breath. Can she make it? And she proves that her brain is the solution to everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just wrote that basically this is an argument for a well-rounded
1: education. Yes. No, and you've mentioned that before. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because, like, I mean, I I was about to say all these schools, but, like, Hogwarts is, is, it's well-rounded education, but, like, pigeonholes people into, like, categories. And then... Again, here in Buzz they're like, oh, if you're this kind of person, this is where you belong. And it's just like, we need to stop boxing people. Yeah. (laughs) We need to accept well-roundedness. But yeah, she's super clever, and she uses a rope to get past one part, and then she uses knives to throw herself up the wooden wall and finally scale it, uh, which she had never done before, and it works. Yeah. So
0: remember, in episode one... When I said, remember the name Amber Mavis. Oh, I remembered. (laughs) This is Dane's close friend. Yes. Yeah. And she's also a wing leader and she accuses Violet of cheating by this technique of using the rope to climb. So basically what she had done with the the rope is she used the rope to climb the chimney like as a, as leverage, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then with the dagger, she used it to embed it into the rock to propel herself up. So essentially Amber claims that those two workarounds yeah. was cheating. cheating. And Zayden, all the while, while Violet is getting accused of cheating by Amber Mavis, Zayden has the nerve to look bored. Yeah. <laughs> like he could not care like yeah. less. Yeah, And now, one of my favorite interactions ever, definitely so far, but one of my favorite interactions ever is he gives her the space to defend herself. Mm-hmm. This is the example, like I was saying mm-hmm. before, about how Dane goes in front of her, Zayden is beside her, like yeah. he is. You know, he doesn't come to her aid like yeah. she's some damsel in distress. He allows her to explain her yeah. rationale, yeah. all the while. Even when Amber Mavis is calling her a cheater and listing all the reasons why she should be disqualified, once again, one of my favorite things about Zayden Ryerson yeah. is his gaze never leaves Violet. It's like, why know. do we love
1: this so much? I, I don't, don't know. know. His stare is just magical. I know. <laughs> no, I know. And then, like the whole. So she's like listing off the rules and stuff, and um, Violet is like the like drawing the comparisons between Dane and her, how much they love rules. Yeah, like know? no like, wonder
0: they're so close. Yeah, like they're no both wonder. obsessed with the but code, but still ads.
1: not like cluing in that like oh maybe they were more than just friends. Like, but I mean, she does emphasize the close friends, yeah. so she must have like maybe it's a hint of sus- suspicion. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway. It's just funny, like, rule lovers, but rural then... lovers unite. But then Violet takes the rules and, like, shoves the, it in her <laughs> face. Because <Yeah. laughs> uh, she finds a loophole, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was and in the right. So I know. She know.
0: perfectly explains that she actually didn't break the rules. And yeah. when Amber goes, you think like a scribe. Amber's like... Amber. Violet's like, I know. Yeah. And like I just said before, this is the perk of a well-rounded education. Yeah. Like... Yeah. She couldn't physically reach the yeah. the top of the chimney. Well, that's okay because she found a way to
1: do it. I found a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and Go I did it within that. the rules. So either write better rules yeah. or shut your mouth. I did have like a fleeting thought though. Is like part of Amber's rage fueled by jealousy? Like she knows that Dane. I mean, I don't know what their history is, Amber and Dane, but like she knows They're that Dane. Then no, I know, I know, no, I know, but.
0: Oh, like why? If they're still together yeah, not together don't or whatever? Know how, yeah, okay, how it ended. Saying, yeah. So
1: I was like, oh, is she a little bit jealous of Violet? Like, because she is such good friends with Dane. We're going to hear a little pitter-patter. Yeah, little Frank. That's okay. Yeah, I was just like, hmm. Yeah. And,
0: and that, that's the end that's of the chapter end. 11.
1: Okay, awards. Awards. So starting again with romantic, I couldn't find anything like truly just like romance. So I went mm-hmm. with more like kindness, which seems to be like a theme in this, but... The general camaraderie and allyship of like them all cheering each other on, yeah. And like Violet defending Trina, and just like there's just such warmth within their squad, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I I really like that too. And like we were saying with chapter ten, it's the the team building element is really starting to to show in yeah. the squad overall. Yeah. My most romantic line also isn't traditionally romantic, but. I'm mean, going to sound so like nerdy and Pollyanna, but this line is actually one of the most important romances I think you need to have. And it's with yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. I no, that's totally. Um, I just, I loved how Violet handled Dane's undermining of her and her, her ability and her yeah. confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's when she goes, I can't, I shake my head any more than you could leave Kath and run to the scribes yourself. That's different. His hand squeezes mine, and I can feel the tension in his fingers, his arm. I'm a rider. Well, maybe I am too. I whisper as light appears ahead. I didn't believe it before, not when I couldn't leave because my mother wouldn't let me, but now I have a choice, and I choose to stay. I, yeah. Applause. Yeah, for to me, like, that gives me chills. Yeah. I love it. In the last few chapters, we've been talking about her waffling, her kind of mixed emotions, and... She's chosen, like she's yeah. made her decision, and I just I love that she chose herself. I love yeah. that she chose to believe in herself in the face of, like we said, Dane not really ever believing in her.
1: Yeah, I hundred percent. I can agree. I can really harp on about this, like
0: yeah, on and on and on. A hundred percent.
1: So the funny award, yeah. When Violet says he wants something I can't give him, and it's misconstrued. Yeah,
0: It's very funny. That's pretty good. Uh, I have as they exit the formation and on their way to the gauntlet. Nervous, re I asked, knowing we're about to be called next for you. She asked, "Not at all. We've got this." Oh, I meant for the history test tomorrow.
1: <laughs> There's nothing going on today to panic about. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So I I, just, I love that like type of humor. I also like enjoy silly humor in the face of like really awful situations. Yeah, so I could appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So the spice. Yeah. His eyes flare, and I don't miss it. the hint of a smirk in the. <laughs> A hint of a smirk on that infuriatingly decadent mouth of his. It should be against the codex to look that good and be so ruthless. Yep, anyway. I had the
0: same line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Any description of Satan? Yep. I mean, I keep saying she's got it bad, but like, like we I've do too. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And that concludes chapter eleven. Amazing. So I didn't write a synopsis. Naughty naughty! naughty which is so sad because it was such a good chapter. It was a good chapter. Um, that's on you. That's on me. But basically... It's oh yeah, presen- make one up on the fly. Let's go. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I can't do it in a poetic way. Uh, basically, it's presentation day and Violet gets her first face-to-face with dragons and not everyone survives the walk. Mm-hmm. So, you can say that again. Yeah. All
0: right. So the pre-chapter blurb for chapter 12 is obviously about presentation day and it's written by colonel. I always...
1: I, me too. That okay. word messes me up every time. Why is there an L? Why is it spelled like colonel? <laughs>
0: I don't know. But, yeah, but that's what it is in French. Saint colonel. Yeah, I know. Why didn't we change it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So colonel, colonel. It's colonel. It's colonel. Yeah, like like of the colonel of corn. Oh, yeah. can
1: Clue, yeah. Our references are very different. <laughs> I okay. love Clue. I'm obsessed with Clue. Okay, Colonel
0: Mustard's Field Guide. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. <laughs> that <laughs> went in one ear and out of my mouth. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Colonel Kaori's. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. This comes from Colonel Kaori's Field Guide to Dragonkind. Why does it... Field guide to dragon kind. Okay. Ooh. Presentation day is unlike any other. The air is ripe with possibilities and possibly the stench of sulfur from a dragon who has been offended. Never look a red in the eye. Never back down from a green. If you show trepidation to a brown, well, just don't. So we get some useful insight about red, green, and brown dragons. Yeah, And... Again, I will say this. This is another chapter I absolutely love. Yeah. The banter okay. is amazing. Mm-hmm. We get so many satisfying lines, particularly towards the end. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just, it's great. It's, great. it's propelling yeah. us forward. We're and it's getting, what we've been waiting for this exactly. whole time. Like, this whole thing is supposed to be about dragon riding, and we finally meet the dragons.
0: Exactly. We're that much
1: closer yeah. to bonding, which is yeah. threshing. Yeah. Threshing
0: is when you bond yeah. with your dragon. So, anyway, overall... We're
1: really getting yeah, in the thick of good. it. It's yeah. Good. So we, at the beginning, we get like a little bit of insight. It says there is 169 cadets left, mm-hmm. which is like still a good amount. But I mean, almost th- 70 have to die or not bond. Yeah. Okay. I would have lied with not bond, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Well, um, <laughs> but yeah, because there's just over a hundred. There are a hundred. Oh, there are. are okay.
0: Well, we find out there's there's (laughs) 301. But
1: yeah, okay, there are 100. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand a bit more like the competitive nature of the school. Yes. Uh, Still like have trouble accepting the fact that murdering people is cool, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we find out that the squad placed 11th out of uh, 36, 36, which is pretty good.
0: Yeah, they're about a third, the
1: top third. Yeah. So I think it's perfectly respectable. Yeah. And then we also learned that dragons are average. 25 feet tall, which yeah. I made a note of because we were discussing how short Violet is and stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. So think of those nooks and crannies. <laughs> how is she going to get up there?
1: <laughs> well, I'm curious to see. Anyway, yeah. assuming she bonds.
0: Assuming she bonds. So we, when Violet is setting the scene and she's telling us about how her squad is 11th, she also lets us know us personally, yeah. Miriam and Elise, yes. <laughs> um, no, she tells the reader that it's a beautiful day. Yeah. The landscape is gorgeous. Yeah. And we learned the squad will walk in single file to present themselves to the dragons yeah. and that there should be ample distance between each cadet. So as to avoid getting burned, if a dragon decides to scorch a cadet, that is so grim. I know. That is terrible. I mean, Apparently, if a dragon thinks you're unworthy, they just burn you to smithereens. Yeah. They, like, no big deal. Like, ruthless. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's scary. But Violet says she's excited. Yeah. No? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I
0: understand why. I think, you know what? I think it's because, first of all, she's on an adrenaline high from yeah. having finally... Yeah succeeded at the gauntlet and at the end of the day like you just said this is the whole point they're going to become dragon riders so it makes sense that she's excited to meet the dragons and see them in her life
1: and she says it to dane so like as i read that i was like i swear if he bursts her bubble right now i'm going to be so mad like i was just like bracing myself um but like he doesn't really so I was like, okay. You see, I don't even mention Dane the pain. I don't even talk about <laughs> I him. I love how he's like dropped off the face of the earth in your notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I
0: refuse to acknowledge his existence. Yeah. I because, think I
1: just get mad. So I'm like, err. Yeah.
0: I've dropped the pretense of like liking him. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Luca, who is one of our little cacas that yeah, we don't really it's like. not nice. Yeah. She reveals that there's a feather tail dragon. hmm That has been spotted during presentation. So part of me is like, how does she know? Yeah. Because you assume everybody, anyway, whatever. I guess whispers or whatever. Maybe. Um, And Professor Kaori hasn't warned the cadets about it. mm -hmm. So we don't know much about feather tails uh, other than the fact that they don't usually bond or Mm -hmm. that they haven't bonded. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that a feather tail is present at presentation. Mm -hmm. But Garrick encourages the squad not to think too much about it. So we're like, okay, no problem.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so then they move along, and basically, what they have to do is like walk across the fields and let the dragons like watch them or whatever. Yeah, get a sense of who they are. It's giving debutante, it's giving Bridgerton. Like, they are presenting themselves to the queen, and
0: (laughs) although they are not in white.
1: No, I know, but it was just like, I (laughs) was like, Oh, like, I don't know what I expected presentation day to, to be. For some reason, I pictured it more like the Hunger Games presentation day. Oh, when like they show, up they their, show skills. their skills? So I was like, yeah, the dragon's going to want to see, like, who am I bonding with? What yeah. kind of skills do you have? But no, they're just like walking and talking. Well, the thing about it, if
0: you're stuck in
1: someone's head... Oh, I
0: get that. <laughs> like, you want to make sure it's a nice place yeah, to yeah.
1: be. I understand the, the talking part 100%. I just... Because everything has been so physical and, and more challenging, I yeah. was expecting another sort of physical, yeah. combative, maybe. Yeah. Like, I felt like the sparring maybe was leading to this day. I don't know. I was just expecting something more. Well, I think um, the
0: sparring is more to prepare them for hand-to-hand combat off the dragons. For sure. And then the gauntlet is to prepare them for getting on, on and dragon. remaining mm-hmm. on the dragons. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean presentation i i guess bef- if i think back to how i thought it would be i really just thought they'd probably just be just standing in a line okay and then the dragons be the ones to Walking. kind of walk around <laughs> and decide who they want but whatever the talking bit is Really interesting because we can see through the chapter and the conversations that are being had, everyone's personalities are actually really coming out in a stark manner. Yeah, in the sense that you know Violet is her compassionate side is showing because mm-hmm. she's trying to relax everyone by asking mm-hmm. them questions about topics that they're comfortable mm-hmm. with. T- Teen and Tynan is a little shit. Luca is a jerk. Yeah. You know, Riddick is making jokes. Everyone is kind of yeah. showing who they are. Yeah. So I think that that was a really interesting way to show that, you know, this other aspect that maybe dragons will prioritize, which is what's going on in someone's head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they strongly say no eye contact. Yes, which then comes up later.
0: Yeah. So, well, I think it's it's more for Teen and because classic Teen and <laughs> I
1: love that you're like rolling with this name. It's
0: so good. Well, yeah, yeah. half one of the two options is correct. <laughs> um, so he wants to know what kind of breed they are, and yeah. we start to get a better idea of why this guy's friends with. Jack Barlow, because he seems to think that he's in control and mm. that he can be the judge and he can pick the dragon. Because you, we know Jack said the same that thing. Jack wanted a- the black dragon.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that he's. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. I just didn't like see it that way. But yes, like that is what's wrong with that. Well, the whole it's- chapter, think-
0: Teen and Tynan is like. <laughs> now I'm going to laugh every time I say it, but Teen and Tynan. Every time yeah. he is talking about the dragons. It's what can he learn about them? And yeah. what can he, how can he yeah. make
1: a better decision? And yeah. how can he choose who he's going to pursue? And Jack was the same way. Cause he wanted and Jack the, was the big same one way. and the mean one and the this. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're exactly.
0: Totally right. So we, and it's just this arrogance yeah. that, well, whatever dragon I choose or I, yeah. you know, aim for is yeah. going to want me. It's like, give me sure. a
1: break. Yeah. Get yeah. over yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, so they start their walk, yes. Mm-hmm. And Violet is close to Rhiannon and close to Tina and Tynan. Tina and Tynan is behind her Hi. and Rhiannon and is in front. front of her. Yeah, okay. So Violet notices Rhiannon is nervous and then she asks her about family to calm I her know. down. And it's just the sweetest thing. <laughs> I know. Um,
0: and they kind of push back on the rule that first years can't communicate with the outside world because it'll reinforce the bonds. Yeah. And I love that. Violet is like no matter how much time goes by like the will, bond with my sister is going to stay strong. It's for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I yeah. Which again they're pushing back against rules which yes. like they've already touched on and
0: yes. Yeah. And then Tina and Tina makes a comment about how hot Mira is and <gasps> sassy Violet comes out she goes turn around I make the spinning motion with my finger Mira would eat you for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yes. Yes, yes. I had like a full body shudder. I was just like, ugh, ugh, ugh I know. Ugh, and you know what? We have absolutely zero description
0: about Tinan Tynan. Yeah. But in my mind, he looks like a thumb. <laughs> so, <what?
1: laughs> like, he's not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I guess I, you know what? I didn't even take the time to picture what Me he looks like. Me either. Because I was just like, he is gross.
0: But y- like, have you ever watched Fat or? Albert?
1: No, Fat Albert.
0: Have you ever watched – what's that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and Jack Black? Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have you ever seen Shallow
1: Hal? A long time ago. I don't remember.
0: Well, it. Bas- the premise of Shallow Hal is that Hal is shallow, and he only cares about how people look, and he acts in a way to judge people based on only their right, appearance, yeah. and he's very arrogant yeah. about it. And then he's cursed with this curse. Yeah, and that he falls in
1: love with like a bigger lady.
0: Yeah, because yeah. he only sees who people are on the inside. So I'm shallow howling teen and Tynan, and I think he's heinous
1: looking because yeah. he's he's He's, terrible. yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. I like that. Shallow howl him away. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, again, Violet brings up like, oh, Dane likes rules as they're chit-chatting, and then I'm like, girl, does he though? Only when it's convenient, convenient for him. him. Yeah. yeah, I feel like... In all
0: of this conversation with Rhiannon, Mm -hmm. there is another moment of vulnerability Mm -hmm. where Violet and Rhiannon's friendship grows stronger because Rhiannon expresses the fact that she was hurt that Violet didn't trust her with her plan. Yeah. And when Violet explains that she didn't want Rhiannon to be considered an accomplice and Rhiannon says, you don't have to protect me. And Violet goes, I know, but it's just what friends do. I know. Welp. I know.
1: (laughs) It was actually nice because I found finally, like we've had little clips of them chatting, but this was like the first time we actually had a friendship conversation yes. we got to see like their friendship develop and how they are together as mm-hmm. people. And it just made me love them so much more. Yeah. Like they're just the best friends ever. Like, and that, um, but you
0: know what? I actually respect Rhee as a character so much because yeah. she asks Violet if she has any other secrets and Violet kind of evades the question and Re is so cool about it. She's yeah. so respectful.
1: Yeah. Like and, she knows she's lying. She, yeah. And she's, she's a good like
0: friend. Her. She goes, if that wasn't skirting the question... How about this? Promise me that if you need help, you'll let me give it to you. And I think that that's such a wonderful way to handle a situation where she's not comfortable. T- you're, you're, you're aware that she's not comfortable yeah. sharing something
1: with you and you are meeting her where she's you at. You are respecting her boundaries. Exactly. Ah, I know. It's so good. Go Riannon Go The best. Anyway. So yeah, they make their deal. And then from across the way, they see the feather tail. Yeah. And she's
0: Small. small barely taller than violet
1: i know and she's golden i know which like made me so excited because when i mean i thought i'm like oh my god there's a small dragon that is a dragon she can mount like this is potentially and no one knew it was gonna mate that day yeah did it hear about violet and came come running maybe maybe um and i loved it and then also it's gold and the Mm -hmm. book is gold
0: Oh, so that's a that great connection? point. I didn't didn't really think about that. Again, I'm sure this is... I'm sure. I know for a fact this is very wrong. I've seen fan art and whatever. Okay. But um, when I picture the little golden dragon, <laughs> I picture a giant golden snitch with legs. <laughs> Because the golden snitch has wings... <laughs> Somebody draw this for me, please. Like, you know, like I picture it's like a mix of like a chickadee, you know, like a chick, like a with a golden snitch and like Big Bird. <laughs> that's, that's what it is in my head. Your imagination
1: is wild. I love it.
0: It's so wrong. It's so wrong. It.
1: It's so wrong like, oh my god. um Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, bless your bless your brain. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. <laughs> oh anyway, so <laughs> their her squad mates uh also obviously notice the size of it and start making fun of Violet and start making fun of the dragon. Which
0: like, Teen and Tynan in particular. Teen
1: and Tynan in parti Luca also a little bit. Yeah, but teen and Tynan. But Tynan like more. I was like, mm-hmm. I thought this was rule number one. Like, we know the dragons will eat you right up. Well, they won't eat you, I know. They don't like the taste of humans. Blech. I like the idea of people being eaten. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, they just like are insulting the dragons like right in front of their faces. Yeah, they can understand them. I was so stressed the whole time. I was like holding my breath. I'm like, someone's going to get it. Someone's yeah. going to get it. All of you need to stop talking. Someone's going to get it. And like Violet has that stress too. Yeah. Just, so I completely agree with you. And on this reread, I feel like the
0: squad can now be split into three categories. So you've got, in category one, Mm -hmm. those who are in awe of the dragons Mm -hmm. and who respect them. So you've got Riddick, Sawyer, Rhiannon, Mm -hmm. I have a friend named Mm Rhiannon, and Violet. Mm -hmm. Then in the middle, second category, you've got those who have disdain for the dragons and who Mm -hmm. think that they're the boss. And so there you have Tina Tynan and Luca Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and Jack Barlow, but he's not part of her squad. And then in the third category, you have that are just... Those who are just waffling slash not confident slash quiet, and that's Trina and Pryor. Right. Pryor, we've had little mentions of Pryor yeah, here and but there. They mentioned him more specifically. Yeah, this. he 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 gets a spotlight
1: mm, <laughs> <laughs> shown on but him. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, in this chapter, but there, he is mentioned. I think with the gauntlet in the gauntlet yeah, chapter. Also, just he yeah. never makes
1: decisions exactly. Yeah, 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 Um, that's a yeah. You're right. That's a great way to to categorize everyone yeah yeah and then the next thing we get is the wyvern folklore
0: yeah so violets attempt at diffusing the situation and calming everyone down is to talk about the I call them wyverns the oh. audiobook because there's wyverns in throne of glass and the audiobook narrator says wyverns but I've heard people call one. them wyverns okay I feel like I've
1: heard someone say wyvern which is why I said it so we've got and Tynan and we've got wyvern wyvern <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay we'll look that one up though because I feel like it's gonna come back yeah but so I, for this like I just kind of pictured a worm with wings like is that right no it's not a serpent no. Okay. Why? Then what? The
0: difference between wyverns and dragons is the number of legs they've got. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So one of them is four legged, and the other one is like a little worm.
0: That's your imagination. <laughs> That's weird.
1: <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I think if they
0: they have they have the same appearance. It's yeah. Th- but it's just serpent body. But a dragon doesn't look like a serpent. It looks like a dragon.
1: I thought I had a serpent body for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm I think of Mushu. A- yeah, but, but Mushu, Mushu has, has a- four legs, so no. And Mushu has a serpent body. Okay, well, <laughs> agree to disagree. Okay. Anyway, so we get that folklore, which is kind of fun to like... I like folklore in general, so it's yeah. fun to see like their version, their realm's version of folklore. Yeah. And then prior... Hold on, you did you not pick up on the venom? No.
0: Okay, so the venom is another type of creature, and... The venom and the wyverns are briefly mentioned in the first chapter when they're in Violet's old room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Mira is packing the and, books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and she yeah. goes, "You can't take this book of folklore." Yeah. And she makes she calls them vermin.
1: Yeah,
0: but they're venom. Anyway, venom are another type of creature—not creature, but another type of yeah creature yeah. who suck up the power from the earth. They don't get their power through a signet power,
1: right? through
0: their dragon they get their power from the earth like yeah they're, basically they're back like in chapter one violet says that it's a cautionary tale told to children about the dangers of magic mm-hmm. and of wanting more than you can handle basically okay so she talks a little bit about that okay park that in the back of your mind okay and
1: then <laughs> and that prior and then prior gets roasted with his spotlight shine on his shoulder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and understandably this shakes the squad, but Luca is such a jerk about
1: it when she goes like, Ugh, the smell. Yeah. She just like, she's like, ugh, whatever. He never can make a decision anyway. Like basically saying, like, ah, he deserved it. Yeah. Like whatever. And I'm just like, girl, you've got it coming for you. you. You've got it coming. But I did find it interesting, like Rhiannon yells, like screams yeah. in reaction, which is like totally viable. Yeah. But like is that that was okay. Like the dragons didn't see that as a wow. That sign went right of, over my head. I didn't even think um, about that weakness because in the in the first first time we see the dragons, anyone who like runs away or like running away and out, yelling is different. I know, but like still, it's still a like uh, a freak an expression out expression of, yeah, of fear. freaking out and yeah. fear. So I was just like, oh, she yelled and nothing happened. That's which interesting. Kind of interesting, but yeah, um, yeah. Then, yeah, Luca is just being mean, and all the bullies are just being awful. And at this point, I was like, somebody annoyed? Somebody has to die. Yeah, somebody <laughs> has to pay for this. But it's just like, I was getting annoyed because there are so many bullies and mean people in the rider's quadrant, and they aren't the ones that are ever punished. It's the weak that are punished. And I'm yes. like, okay, the dragons are just fostering this really negative environment and I am not here for it. Like I was getting mad and I'm like, this is built. And, and the reason why it's this way is because of the dragons and I'm not impressed with them right now. I know they would just kill me, but. mm.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) I will not have you disparaging the
1: dragons. I know, but you know, like I. I know. I know what you're saying. It's not a nice environment.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a self. It's, like, not a vicious circle, but it's, like, a self-fulfilling circle where if you are getting rid of the weak, then the arrogant, mean ones Mm -hmm. remain, and then, yeah. But
1: also because, like, people think being strong is being tough, which is, like, in their... Interpretation of that is being
0: outwardly strong,
1: outwardly strong, and stepping on other people, which is making them mean, which is yeah. making them bullies. Which is so it is this vicious circle. But if
0: you look at, let's say, if you look at the rest of the squad, if you look at Sawyer, Rhiannon, and Riddick, let's forget mm-hmm. Violet mm-hmm. for a second
1: mm-hmm. none of them, yeah, they're good, they're all good. Yeah. And it's just everyone else that we've seen outside of this squad, but maybe
0: it's just they're like, just there to kind of create that juxtaposition yeah. so that we love Violet's friends more than.
1: Okay, well go. We with would that. I don't know. I'm sure there are nice people in the in the in the riders quadrant. Yeah. But it's just we've seen so much negative.
0: Yeah, okay, so okay. Argument. <laughs> what so the purpose of the dragons and the dragon riders mm-hmm. is to So the Dragon's magic is what fuels the wards that protect Navarre. Mm-hmm. We learned that a few weeks ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Basically, that is the dragon's sole priority: is survival
1: to pr- protect yeah. to protect the wards,
0: yeah. and the, they only care about protecting the wards because it protects the veil where the dragons live, which is where all the hatchlings are. So essentially, it's all like a
1: an instinct to protect their young. Yeah. Okay. And no one's ever seen like a baby. Like that's how protective they is. Exactly. Faces.
0: So if their only priority is survival, they don't care don't. who you are as a person, other than whether you've got the strength to help them achieve their goals. Because at the end of the day, they've talked about this before. They're going to talk about this again. The dragons are in charge. Like the yeah. humans have a semblance yeah. of power, but they don't actually mm-hmm. have power. It's the dragons that have power. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's kind of a a reasoning. Yeah, because probably. as we can see, there's other candidates who or cadets who are – Strong physically, but also kind. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: what they care about more is the strong physically. I get it.
1: I just mean I like it.
0: But listen, Luca, strong physically, weak character. Mm-hmm. She's um flaky. Okay. I was trying to think of a more intelligent word, okay. but she's flaky, right? Like she's mm-hmm. very quick to throw someone under the bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the dragons are like, that's a liability. Kind of like mm-hmm. how you think that... Jack Barlow's complete unhingedness yeah, yeah. is a liability. A liability yeah. And then Pryor's inability to stick to a
1: decision that, is also dangerous. Yes, so, I understand. I, I I understand. Very defensive. <laughs> <laughs> because I insulted Jack himself. So that happens, and then Violet kind of has a moment, and she's like, holy shit, we're so in- insignificant. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, I think it just like heightens the reality of this world. You're just like, oh my god, like... Yes, like, they can just be plucked off, and no one Mm -hmm. will even bat an eye, and this is the world that she's living in right now. And then a dragon starts sniffing her. Two dragons. Two dragons start sniffing her, Um, and, like, it was so exciting, and my heart kind of stopped, and it was just, like, a really great scene, but, yeah, two dragons approach her and start sniffing her, and everyone's like, what is happening? She's like, what is happening? And she turns around, and she's, like, staring into their eye, which they have been told, like, don't do that. So yeah. already I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Um, But then she remembers that never back down from a green. So she stands her ground and she politely talks to them and respects them. Mm-hmm. So in turn, they respect her back, which I thought was very cool.
0: Absolutely. We get a sense that these that even though these dragons are... Potentially violent and ruthless, mm-hmm. they also could be caring and have a sense of humor because they. The first thing that they noticed with the, was that her hands were bloody. Yeah, they were kind of like yeah. with their n- yeah. snouts kind of yeah. pointing out that her hands were bloody, and then they can smell teen time.
1: Oh yeah, mirror's well, dragon. Mirror's dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because the, the armor made yeah. of the scales. Yeah, and yeah. and it's it's. Mira's dragon is a green dragon, which is yeah. why the green dragons are the one who like solder out or whatever.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And they chuckled. And I think they, when she said like, please don't tell anybody or whatever, mm-hmm. she can get the sense that they were communicating amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she just retreats respectfully mm-hmm. and moseys on mm-hmm. for the rest of presentation. And I just thought it was a really sweet interaction because again, these dragons are scary, and they're powerful, and they can kill you in an instant, mm-hmm. but there's more to them than that. Yeah. They're they're well-rounded, full yeah. creatures. Yeah.
1: Which, again, only just makes me more excited to get to know them as like actual characters. Yeah. yeah. It'll,
0: it'll come. It'll come. Oh, I know. So, I know. obviously, Rhiannon has seen some of this. Yeah. So, Violet explains about the vest, and this is another little secret that they... Have, and it's a way to bond them together. She's like, yeah, this best, blah, blah, blah. Please don't tell anyone. No problem.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super cute. And then after that, Luca meets
0: her (laughs) fate at last.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she gets roasted. Yeah. And, like, thank goodness, because I didn't like her. (laughs) I know.
0: I said, I wrote in my notes, when Luca insolently, and then I put in brackets, I'm having so much fun coming up with adjectives, (laughs) 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 remarks that she thought the dragons were going to eat Violet, and then because of Mm -hmm. the fact that she was insulting Violet, who's super respectful to the two dragons, they just burn her to ash, or she just gets burned to ash. I'm, like, satisfaction at its Mm -hmm. finest. Mm -hmm. I was so pleased that this girl
1: got what was her due yeah and i realized that i'm getting bloodthirsty <laughs> <laughs> i know so like i started off reading the book and i'm like oh my god it's so horrible all these people die and all these people are getting like killed and whatever and now i'm like Haha. she goes to <laughs> <laughs> oh how things have changed uh, yeah. yeah but you know it's all in good fun it's a fantasy book so here yeah, we go it's not real yeah, um, and then their squad is down to six, and that's the end of the chapter. Yep. So award time? Award time. Okay, so I, I found it actually really hard to pick awards for this chapter, because it's like just a walk, and they're talking. Like yeah. There's not too much interaction. I don't know. Uh, but for the romance, I chose more like an act of kindness thing, and that's when Violet turns the conversation to family to keep Rhiannon calm.
0: Yeah. It was I love really that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was really touching. I also didn't really have a, a romantic line. I just kind of noted the whole interaction with the green dragons as super mm-hmm. romantic because the fact that they were curious about her injury the respect Violet mm-hmm. showed mm-hmm. you know them as well as the fact that the vest came from her sister mm-hmm. who wanted to keep her safe and she highlights that her sister wanted yeah. to keep her safe yeah. I think that that means something to the dragons whose yeah. entire reason for being is to keep their hatchlings safe so yeah. I think that they could relate in oh, that I moment to the safety that
1: con- like that comparison but I like that a lot yeah, yeah that's sweet that's yeah sweet. funny guess the dragons Yep. <laughs> Guess the dragons think she's insufferable too. Yep, I... You know, I was waiting for this chapter yeah. just to highlight that line yeah. because
0: I loved it so much. It's like the last little zinger yeah. when you, uh, something satisfying
1: happens and then just... Just like Riddick comes yeah. in, like take that, Luca, and yeah. And then I didn't put spice because I really couldn't, I don't know, find... Um... Okay, so my spiciest line is, like, spicy, sassy, yeah. spicy. And it's after
0: teen and Tynan is being super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop laughing when I say that because
1: it throws I get me a out. smile every time I say it.
0: And it's when Rhiannon says, hopefully one of them will decide you don't get to make it to Threshing. Rhiannon says, her voice, quiet, so it barely reaches me. And it's just, like,
1: Rhiannon has been such a nice character yeah. so far. And now she's, like, muttering under her breath, basically. Yeah, something I really... I hope s- you die. Exactly. Something <laughs> super is, sassy. Yeah, horrible. All
0: right, so... For next week, mm-hmm. please read chapters 13, 14, and 15. Things are gonna get
1: real exciting. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh my god. Every I feel like every uh, chunk has been like next level, next level, next level. So hopefully yeah, we we'll just ch- keep going.
0: Chapter 16 is great. So I'm really excited for us to get to there, but we'll just have to wait another week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast and leave a review. It'll help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at BookBoundPod and on TikTok at Besties. Please tag us in your reaction videos if you're reading along with us or if anything we say strikes a nerve or <laughs> yeah. pretty much for any reason. It's really fun for us yeah. to feel like we're kind of building a community and, ta- and finding people who love books and love these books yeah. as much as we do. I think it's yeah that was like the whole point of this uh, yeah not just talking to the void so (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and if you have any questions comments or feedback as always you can email us at bookboundpod at gmail.com I've been saying it wrong I'm gonna say this for the next couple episodes just to highlight our email is bookboundpod at gmail.com if you've emailed bookboundbesties at gmail.com I'm really sorry to say nobody is receiving that email so you can our bad yeah send the email back to us yeah We'd love to hear from you. Yeah.
1: Let's get get to reading. reading.